Welcome back to Beauty, Travel, and Sophistication. I am God's Masterpiece 22. I hope that you guys are enjoying your week. I definitely am. Over where I'm at, it's been hot. Y'all, it's been hot. And I love the hot human weather. But uh, one of the things I don't like is when I'm outside having to run in it. Because the thing is, I'm like a brown skin complexion, right? And as much as I love the hot weather, I don't like to run in it when I have to for work. Because here's my thing. I feel like if I have to run in the hot sun for more than two, three times a week, um, after about two months, I'm going to be looking like charcoal. And I love the complexion that I'm in. And so that's the only thing, the only downfall with my job. You know, we have to work out. And sometimes it's in the hot sun. Like last week, we were in 91 degree weather running. Oh my goodness. I was like, why are we out here? It is way too hot. Like black flag, anyone? Really? And I left my water in the gym. So I was dying of thirst. I was parched. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Half of us were walking because we were burnt out. You have the sun beaming on you when you have to run in that weather. Oh my goodness, not a happy camper. Anyways, so today's topic is all about uh, bringing forth uh, your talents uh, and, and not just making them be a talent, but making them be more than a hobby, but bringing it forth so that other people can know your gifts as well. So ever since I can remember, I love the news. I still love the news. And uh, people may call me crazy. Like, how do you watch the news for hours? Isn't it boring? But I think when you're passionate about something, it's never like a, it's never boring to you. So in grade school, I love CNN news. I still love CNN news to this day. And I just love to learn more about what was going on in the world around me. It's always good to know what's going on in your own backyard, but also what's going on nationally and furthermore internationally. Learning more about travel and uh, health and, you know, of course, politics back then. And, you know, just to, to know what, what, what is going on, you know, what is our country facing at this moment? So when I would watch the news, I don't only just hear what they're saying, but I'm listening to their tone of voice. I'm listening to how they um, transfer from story to story, how they keep you as the viewer tuned in and plugged in. Same thing when it comes to print, such as newspaper, right? When you're reading a newspaper, that first headline has to grab your attention for you to want to continue reading or else you're just going to throw the newspaper away. Same thing when it comes to radio, right? When you're listening to a station, you want to be grabbed in by that radio DJ. Whatever they're saying has to be good for you to stay listening to that radio show or else you're turning to the next station. Like what's on the next station for me to listen to? So it's the same thing, grabbing your attention so that the listener, the audience can stay tuned in. So I'm gonna give you all an example, right? And this is gonna be a little transition, but I'm y'all, y'all are gonna actually hear the transition between the tone of my voice. And this is on sports. So I was up last night watching basketball. Right, I was watching uh, Golden State Warriors and Portland Trail Blazers. So listen to what I say. Yesterday in sports, Golden State Warriors beat the Portland Trail Blazers 110 to 99. In baseball news today, Tampa Bay Rays lost from the New York Yankees 5 to 13. So, as you can see, there was a little change so that you knew that I had switched from basketball to baseball. And also, as you can tell, um, it was still in sports, but the way how I said it, so I'll do it again, but I'll probably do it a little bit different. So yesterday was May 19th, or excuse me, yesterday was May 18th. Saturday, May 18th, NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors beat the Portland Trail Blazers 110 to 99. 
In baseball, today, Sunday, May 19th, Tampa Bay Rays lost from the New York Yankees 5-13. to So as you can tell, there is like a, the way how my tone of voice changed when it came to like saying the numbers of what the total was from the Rays to what the total was from the New York Yankees, what the total was for the Golden State Warriors to what it was from the Portland Trailblazers. So if I wanted to continue on, then you can talk about another story and maybe have more of like an upbeat tone versus something that's more like sad, heartbreaking. Your tone is going to be a lot less happy, right? You're going to have more of like a... a, a, a a different tone of voice, something that is, is used when someone's, you know, it's a sadness, someone's mourning something. So all in all, you know, just talking about growing up grade school, that's what I really loved. And so when it came time to high school, I ended up going to a magnet school and it was a magnet school that focused on different like vocational trades. So they had cosmetology, they had culinary arts, health, business administration, journalism they had um what was it like automotive they had a few things that you could choose from so of course I went with journalism because that's always been a passion for mine so I was very grateful for the opportunity to go to the school for high school but at the same time I felt like my sleep was was lacking because I had to wake up extra early just to go to this school that was 45 minutes away it was not a neighborhood school so I missed out on hanging out with like my neighborhood friends because I didn't go to the same school that they went to so homecoming was on a different day prom was on a different day uh basketball games football games were on different days and I used to always wonder like is it really going to be worth it because I'm missing out on all these great like friendships with people because of the fact that I went to a different school. So sometimes I would only see those, you know, those kids like on the weekends. I wouldn't see them in school because we didn't go to the same school. And on top of that, I think I got done before them, but I got home after them because it was a ride home with the bus situation. Um so they still got home before me. I think they did. Or maybe, what, did they get home before me or did I get home before them? I think we got home probably like around the same time if like there was traffic lights or if there was a delay with us, but usually they got home before me. So I was a little in my feelings, but looking back, I'm grateful for the opportunity. So while I was in this, you know, trade, um, for journalism, I got a chance to learn how to write for a newspaper. So I wrote for a newspaper. I was able to go and actually interview people, whether it was classmates or teachers, and get these stories out that I needed. I was able to write for my yearbook. I was able to also write for, um, we had this, uh, it was um, this, yeah, I don't know if I said magazine, but um, it was really awesome. So I got a chance to do that. I got a chance to also be a news anchor for the morning show. And then also besides that, we had the opportunity to meet with news anchors that would come to our school or we would go to meet out with them. They would, you know, show us around. And so there was connections that were being built, which I loved, right? We also had friendly competitions. So I would always, of course, sign up for like um to read a script for um, the news, you know, the, like as a morning show host. And then we, you know, of course do our thing. And remember, because I used to study news this whole time growing up, I would win. And, you know, I wanted so bad to kind of help others because I could see where they were lacking. Right. But at the same time, not everybody had the same passion. They were doing journalism because yeah, they probably loved to write. They didn't necessarily love to like be on camera and speak, but they decided to still like, you know, compete in that aspect. So all in all, you know, I had uh, a great time being able to do that. And I learned great tips from, 
you know, people out there, you know, that were just saying like, hey, don't quit. If this is what you're passionate about, go for it, right? So after that, I ended up getting a chance to go to one of the most in my opinion, prestigious HBCUs out there as historically black colleges and universities. I ended up attending uh, FAMU, Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. I ended up going there for a year and I had a blast. So at first I wasn't sure if like this is what I really wanted. I was like, I don't know. <sighs> I never really thought about going to, you know, FAMU, right? I was interested in going to University of Florida, home of the Gators, because they had a really good broadcast journalism program. Then I looked in the Florida A&M or FAMU, Rattlers, baby, green and orange. And um, they had a great broadcast journalism program as well. So I started going there and I had a great time. I met wonderful people. Um, I had the opportunity to. So here's what happened, right? Oh, my gosh. Funny, 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 funny story. Well, it wasn't funny then. Honestly, it really wasn't funny at, at, at that moment. So. Um, this is all, this is what, so the one tip is network, right? You want to build your network with other people around you that probably can get you, could put you on pretty much, right? Put you on, help you out. So one of my teachers for one of my classes, I don't remember what class it was. That's how long, how many years it was since I was in college. Um, uh, but we're not going to date myself, but anyways, I was in this one class and, um, somehow, some way we got on the topic of, hey, would you like to read this script and be the voice for FAMU? So, you know, when you call a school and they're saying something like, thank you for calling Florida A&M University, press one for admission, you know, press two for financial aid. And then it would start talking about like Florida A&M was founded, you know, in this year, blah, 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 right? And then it would talk about like the different programs that they had. And, um, like, you know, this school specializes in, you know, 42 undergraduate programs. I'm not sure if it's 42. I'm just yelling that out. But, um, I would say something like that. Like I'm reading from the website, right? Reading from the website. And it says like Florida agricultural and mechanical university is a public historically black university in Tallahassee, Florida. Founded in 1887, it is located on the highest geographic hill in Tallahassee. So I would say something like that. So then you'd, you know, pick press one for da da da, press two for. So I had the script and everything. So I went to the radio station that they had there in the journalism building, which that building is amazing. If you're a future uh, graduate from high school and you're thinking about going to an HBCU, I'm be biased, but Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida is where it's at. So anyways, I went there and I had recorded it, everything recorded it. And it was a whole bunch of pages long. So I had went back to speak to the teacher who put me on. Right. So I remember one day I had went there and, um, I told her how I had did and she was like, awesome. You know, they were going to listen back and then, you know, go from there. And I was like, cool. So about like a few days later, I go back and I'm looking for that specific teacher. And they tell me, guess what guys, guess what happened? she got fired. I was like, Oh, Oh no. So I didn't get put on again, you know, because she was the one that was handling that. So no one else knew. And I think I had, I don't, I don't remember if I had brought it up or not. I don't even remember if at that point, like I had said anything, but I was disappointed. I was sad for her because now she doesn't have a job, but I was like, Oh wow. This was going to be like, awesome for me to kind of get like this big break to be like 
that voice. When they call this school, I'm the voice, right? Like, how cool is that? So prior to going to this school, um, I had went to this, I had went to a community college and I was, oh my gosh, when I went to the community college where it was, I, they had a mass communications program, I got put on to radio. And one of my broadcast teachers, um, he was great and he offered me great advice. You know, he would teach me kind of like, hey, you know, like, you know, with your voice, even though he knew I had it, he would still like make some corrections or whatever, or pronunciate this word this way or blah, 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 blah. I don't remember his name to save my life at this point, but I did radio there and I had a blast. So I learned more about, you know, how radio works and I was able to like insert like a, a, a uh, song and then, you know, kind of fade in and so that I could start again, you know what I mean? Or fade out and then I could come back in, you know, all those kind of things. So it was pretty, pretty neat that I got a chance to do a TV sh- or excuse me, a radio show. And I had that for, I want to say a few months, I would go there on my off time and I would just, I wouldn't get paid. It was just all voluntary. And of course, every time when you're trying to, you know, pretty much when you are putting out a story, you want to give credit where credit to do. So you definitely want to put where you got the information from. So I was reading, you know, the Florida A&M little part and that I got from famu.edu. Just want to make sure I point that out there. So yeah, you know what I mean? Just certain, certain things like that. When I, when I say put on, I mean like you have someone that, you know, probably can help you advance. And sometimes it's not what you know, but it's who you know. And that is like straight facts. So Anyways, I came, finished getting my degree, bachelor's degree at University of South Florida, right? Home of the Bulls. And while I was there, it was like my love for radio just continued. So I ended up becoming a radio show host for a radio, for their radio show. And I had a blast and I was on there for some months too. And again, this is all in my off time. So now you're juggling between working a part-time job, going to school, and then also doing something that you're really passionate about. So I had a great time as well. And so for some reason, my love of radio and broadcast and all that never stopped, right? I continue to uh, put my passion out there. And I remember growing up, I had a lot of people that would say, you know, you're like an Oreo. And I, I was like, what do y'all mean? They're like, yeah, you know, you're like black on the outside, white on the inside. And I was like, I don't know if that, 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 that ain't a good compliment, right? And they would say, because you speak white, you speak super proper. And I remember being like, what the heck does talking white mean? Like, what do you mean talking proper? Because I never knew the way I really spoke, you know, until um, I think kind of in certain classes, I would notice that like probably like the urban kids or like kids of color would kind of look at me different because I spoke a certain way. And like legit, I was like, I can't change the way I speak. And sometimes I didn't even want to speak because I didn't want people to know exactly how I sounded because I felt like then it would be like, oh, you're not black enough because you don't speak like us. You know what I mean? Or you think you're better than us because you don't speak like us. And I never, ever thought that way. And I still don't even to this day. And you see actresses like Gabrielle Union. And I'm like, you know what? Because at a point in time, it really did bother me. It really did. Because I was like, dang, man, like, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And then you go places and um, you get stared at a certain way. But then as soon as you open your mouth around people that weren't of color, then you're like, oh, you speak like this. Okay. Now, you know, we could talk, we could chat, you know what I mean? Because you don't speak like them. So I felt like I was, um, they would accept me because, okay, well you speak this way, so you good. But I felt like maybe if I would have came at them a different way speaking, they'd be like, oh, you're one of those. So it was kind of like always like this in between, you know what I mean? Where like, I, I did, I couldn't relate 
to where other people who are like, hey, I'm a mixed race, I'm half this, I'm half that, I don't know what side to choose. But it came when it came to like speaking, that was always sometimes like a, a hard pill to swallow, you know what I mean? And I was like, this is the way I speak. And I remember I did this one YouTube video with a best friend, with my best friend, and I played it back. And that was when I really, really started to look and see how I sounded. And I was like, oh, wow, like I really sound this way. So after a while, I was just like, people were telling me like, girl, don't even worry about that because those are just like ignorant comments. You know, you just speak where we can understand what is coming out of your mouth. Don't ever, you know, make somebody don't ever feel put down or less than because they say this about you because you're just fine just the way you are. And I said, you know what? You're right because my mouth is going to, you know, talk me all the way to the bank. And so I was just like, you know what? We're going to keep pushing. So I remember um, with my church, I started becoming more involved. And so I started being able to do um, voiceovers for our church announcements and so I would go in on a Saturday and I would read the announcements. And then on Sunday, they would just show the announcements on the board, but then my voice would be talking. And um, the lady that used to record me, sometimes we just had to do one take and that was it because I was just that good. She's like, we're done. You don't even have to do it over. We're done. And sometimes I would some get the script the same day because she probably didn't send it to me the day before. And I would just read over it and I was like, boom, 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 we good. And I would just read it. And I, it was, I never felt... One of the things I can tell you guys, another tip is don't ever feel, don't humble yourself, okay? Humble yourself and don't get your head big where because you're talented in the skill, you just feel like everybody owes it to you to treat you this way and to praise you this way. That's one of the things I've always stuck with. I've always humbled myself no matter what. I could be of a status of like an A-list celebrity and I would never ever forget the ones that were there for me, the friends I made along the way. There's never going to be a way where Christine, you know, I'm going to be acting brand new and you know, you're not going to even recognize who this person is because she just changed overnight. So I think that's another tip I can say is humble yourself and don't ever like make your ego get too far up to the top where you forget where you started and how far you've come. So I did that for a while and I had an amazing time doing it. And I knew that this passion was something that I really wanted to continue doing, right? But then you know how sometimes when you're out there in the job market and you don't really see a lot of, you know, callbacks or whatnot, you start to get a little disappointed and you start to feel like, dang, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because I'm not getting, you know, the list of, you know, potentials that I thought I would be getting, right? So anyways, um, Moving forward, don't ever just settle and not continue to advance and grow and develop in the skill or the hobby that you aspire to be, right? Don't stop. You know what I mean? Keep going because it may take you years, but you know what? At some point you're going to get it. And when you do get it, you're going to be like, yes, it was, it, it paid off. Like Tiffany Haddish, I remember she said that she started from a very, you know, she started years ago doing comedy and like, she's now just catching her big break and she is... How old is Tiffany Haddish? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. She's in her late 40s, right? Wow, okay, so she's 39. And she's been starting for a while, and now she's like really getting her big, 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 big break where we're all recognizing who she is. But she, the thing is, she never stopped. She kept going with her talent. So I think my biggest thing I could say is just press on, don't stop, continue on. And so what I decided to do was, when I y'all y'all know I was in England for two years, 
And while I was there, you know, serving um, in the Air Force, you know, I had the opportunity where uh, I decided to do radio again. So as y'all can see, my passion for radio did not stop. And let me tell you how it worked out. I was talking to one of my uh, coworkers or my one of my civilian bosses and greatest girl ever, greatest lady, excuse me, uh, great lady. Um, she, me and her were talking about radio. Something came out and radio was was mentioned. And she said, you know, there's a radio station about 20 minutes outside of like, you know, the area where we work. And I said, word? Well, okay, I didn't say word, but I was like, no way. And she's like, yes. So she gives me the details and I give them a ring a ding ding, call them up. And they're like, yeah, definitely come in. I come in one of the days and I remember they said, what do you want to learn about radio? And I said, I just want to learn everything because I understand that, you know, being in England, it's probably going to be a little bit different than the U.S. And I want to know how y'all operate, you know? So anyways, they're talking to me. Well, the one radio DJ was there. And then before I left, he said, well, would you like your own show? And I was like, what? Because even though I had it in college, that's different. College and the university is different. You know, yes, students, yeah, you can have your show on the radio. But I felt like when you come to like a state new station, you know, that's not school tied, like they're going to give me a station and I'm a foreigner and really. So I found out that they did have a few other Americans as well that did like radio. I think I heard, I think one or two others or some were just like straight DJs. And I was like, that is so freaking cool. So of course y'all know I said, yes, I wasn't going to turn this opportunity down. I was like, this is a once in a chance lifetime while I'm here. I might as well take advantage of it and learn everything I can about it. So I legit had like my own radio show uh, that played uh, on Saturdays and I had a great time. I was a DJ, had my own music. Sometimes I didn't have my own music that I put on, um, but for the most part, I had an amazing time. And one of the funniest things about it is while I was there, I never really had the opportunity to sit and listen to my radio show at home because every time my show came on, I was always traveling. I was always on the road. I would always have to keep a reminder, you know, because if I would go to like a different country, you know, I'd be like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. What time is it here? Shucks. What time is it in England? Okay. My show comes on in like 20 minutes and I'd bring my hair, you know, earphones with me so I could put it in on my phone so that people around me probably, they didn't really care to listen to my show. Cause you know, I was out in public. They didn't have to. So I would just listen to my show, but then at the same time, I'm like my battery life. So, um, I started getting my shows, uh, pretty much record. Well, they, I started getting copies of my show so I could listen to them again. And the thing is I always had my shows pre-recorded because, um, at that point it was just like I was traveling way too much and it just made better sense then because sometimes I couldn't come in on a Saturday and just sit there and like just record live but it was a great opportunity and I'm glad I got a chance to do it and people always say how did you get that opportunity and I said I just I just went in and told them that hey I want to learn more about radio and then they asked and then I said yes and people are amazed at my story of how it was just that simple and I'm like it was just that simple Sometimes we make things to be harder than what they need to be. And if they're saying like, hey, just come in and ask, sometimes that's all you have to do. Sometimes you may be too scared to ask because some people may say, hey, we require an internship. You know, you may have to start from the bottom, you know, and get coffee first, but work your way up and continue on. And sometimes networking, you may have that connection where they're like, hey, I could put you on. And let me tell you something. Sometimes it is, like I said, what you know, not who you know. Or No, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I would say that if that ever happens and you're like, no, no, I just want to, you know, I want to get here without the help of others. You know what? You can do that on your own. 
But if someone is giving you the opportunity and is willing to help you, why not take the help? Why not take the offer and run with it? So that's what I did. I did that and I did MCs while I was over there too. I started doing MCs for different um, promotion ceremonies and then word got out and then I was just on the next, on the next, on the next. And I never turned one down, never did that. You don't turn opportunities down, right? Because that's like a, a way to grow and continue on with your skill and it just... Uh, continue to sharpen your skill and get better at your craft. You know, if someone's good at um, the drums, you know, they're going to continue practicing all the time until they start becoming known and where people start offering them like, hey, can you come perform here or here? You're not going to stop and say, oh man, I can't do that today because I got something else going on. You're going to take the opportunity and seize the moment like you've never had before. So when it comes to really just... <sighs> you know, honing in on your skill and, and doing something that you're really talented at. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise that you can't do it. Hone in on your skill, sharpen it and continue on. And even if it takes you a few months or weeks or I just went backwards. Let me start over. If it takes you a few days, a few weeks, a few months, even years for people to really notice your skill, that's okay. Don't stop doing it because it's taking too long. Work on whatever else you're doing, but at the same time, never like lose sight of that opportunity. I remember I told someone, I said, yeah, you know, my dream was to become a news anchor. And you're like, no, it wasn't was, it is, it still is. And I was like, you're right. You're right. You're like, don't, don't quit. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. And so I've gotten so much advice from people saying, don't quit, continue doing what you want to do, build from it. And you're going to get there one day soon enough. You're going to get there. You're going to be on and you're going to just look back and see the dedication and the work that it took for you to get to where you're at. And you'll just be like so thankful for everyone that was there, your village that helped you, that never gave up on you and always motivated you to continue going. So that's my story. What's yours? You know, don't don't stop. Continue to do the best version of yourself that you can be. And that's what I'm doing now. I still, you know, continue to like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm still trying to, you know, put myself out there because I know at some point it's going to happen. There's this one YouTuber, YouTube couple that I really like um and they have their own Instagram pages as well and the husband is Deval Ellis and the wife is Kadeen Ellis and he was a football player for like I think he said four years and he retired she went into school she majored in like mass communications or broadcast journalism it was one of those two and then he got out the uh, military what am I saying he got out of football right and so she started becoming a makeup artist and then now they do 30 second or one, wait 60 second home videos on their Instagram page and then they have like YouTube videos where it shows their whole family and he wants to be an actor and she she's like an actress or wants to be one so they like make these funny funny videos and they've just started like a few years ago and they're like 35 and like they're still doing it they're still doing it and they're all about like, hey, honing in on your craft and they're, they're, they could be like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. You know what I mean? Why should I continue to try and get put on to a TV show or continue to get put on shows? Because he's been on some. Like, is it even worth it? Should I just stop and just do something else and make a just have a different job to support my family? But the fact is that they keep going. They, they are not stopping. You know, he's still trying to hate audition for roles they've done commercials and stuff like that so they're doing it so they right there are like motivation so if you're the only one that you're like seeing that 
it has the motivation for what you want to do and other people around you are like, man, whatever, you know what I mean? Or they're putting you down or they don't really have that motivation like you have, or they're not there to kind of like build you up. That's fine because sometimes you will be the only one. You will be your own cheerleader. You will be the biggest person that is going to push yourself. So sometimes you got to let go of those other people that are just negative or sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes they're just like, look, bruh, I have things. I'm in my own lane right now. I'm not really even concerned about what you're doing, but you know, keep up the good work of whatever you're doing. But at the same time, biggest advice, don't stop. Network, humble yourself. When you get to the top, don't forget the people that were there before you got that way and never lose sight of um, your journey and the goal that you want. Don't let it just be a hobby. Make it be more than that. And, you know, you'll, you'll see your work flourish and you'll be proud of how far you've come and just how far you have left to go. But when it happens, it's going to happen and you're going to be amazed and so forever grateful and thankful that you didn't give up. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to the segment slash episode. And uh, stay with me for next week when I'm back with another one. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Have a great week.